Good morning, everybody. Today is the 10th of Nisan, and we are learning the first page of Maseches Shkalim. So, what is Maseches Shkalim doing here? You open the page, and you see it doesn't look like anything we've learned up until now. It doesn't look like Talmud Bavli. It's a Yerushalmi Masechta in the middle of Talmud Bavli. Look how different it looks. We don't have Rashi here. We don't have Tosfos. You look where Rashi is supposed to be. We have the Rivivan, which is the page of Rabbeinu Yehuda, Ben Yamin Harofe. That's interesting. We got a doctor in the house. And then on the outside, we have, right, Mepharshim with amazing names, Korban Ha'eda, Mishnah Salio. And the one, the, the one that's considered by, uh, by Art Scroll and by Shalom Rosner and Ari Leibowitz and Simon Wolf and the others, uh, the primary one that is, that is used is the Taklin Chadasin. You'll see that on the bottom uh, where Rashi is. Where we, where we have been used to towards the end of Tzachim to, to look for the Rashbam. That's a Taklin Chadasin, written by somebody by the name of Rabbi Yisrael Mishklov, or Mishklov, really, he's from Shklov, the Tikkun Chadatin, uh, or the Taklin Chadatin, and he is the primary Mepharish. Now, you need to have a guy to stick with with the Pirish, because you, you'll notice very soon that all over the place, the Hagar Sabach is working overtime here. The Nuschos here are working overtime. There's a Nusach HaBavli and a Nusach Yerushami. There's like a more Yerushami version of the Yerushami, the Hagos of the Grah. The Taklan Chadatin, by the way, of Mishklov was a Talmud of the Grah. And he, there's certainly a Zionist component uh, or, you know, a love for Eretz Yisrael uh, that, that comes through and makes it appropriate that he is the primary, he's emerged as the primary Mepharish of this Yerushami because he's, in fact, uh, one of the things, one of his most famous works was something called Peyas HaShulchan. We have the Shulchan Aruch, but the Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention halachas of Eretz Yisrael in it. And the Peyas HaShulchan, he considers it the corner of the Shulchan, but also Peya, a play on words, because that's one of the mitzvahs of Tluyos Ba'aretz. And so he has a section of Shulchan Aruch about Halachos uh, Tluyos Ba'aretz. And so it's an amazing, it's an amazing schos to be able to learn Shkalim. And not only that, but this might be the greatest Dafyomi coincidence we've experienced so far. Because, after all, people, the Rishonim struggle to explain. You have different explanations. It's not obvious why we're learning Shkalim here, why we have a piece of Yerushalmi uh, in the Talmud Bavli here. And so the best answer that's given, the most common answer that's given, is because we just learned Masechus Pesachim, and it's exciting to talk about the Korbanos and the Ma'ados as they're coming in, because after all, Masechus Shkalim, as we will see, really brings to life this man of the base of Mikdash, and what it was like to collect all the Shkalim, and what daily life, so to speak, was in preparation for Yantiv and the Korbanos and the celebration in the base of Mikdash. And so, on a normal year, you say, okay, so maybe you should have it before Masechus Pesachim. Or, right, it's, the placement, it doesn't answer all the reasons as to why it's placed Dafka here between Psachim and Yuma. However, in the four, here in the 14th cycle of the Dafyomi, as we stand before you on the 10th of Nisan, in anticipation, we're about to take our Korban Pesach and purchase it and walk the hills of Yerushalayim in this Mount of Mikdash would now be dotted with so much cotton and linen and all the, all the, all the white clothing of the people coming in for pilgrimage for Aliyah Regel that you wouldn't even be able to see the grass anymore. It would be just this sheet of white, like when you see Birchaz Kohanim during the, right, the Regalim by the Kotel, you, it, it's just everybody dotted with the anticipation of the Chag and all the halachas where people can't pass each other because of the swarm and throng of people pushing, pushing in. And it is all of this anticipation and excitement that is gripping us now as we approach the, right, the, the Pesach and the redemption of Pesach and the Gula. So may we, in the learning of the Shkalim, in this three-week Masechta, uh, where we grab uh, some of that, um, so in our particular case of the 14th cycle, this three-week Masechta is actually grabbing us and bringing us back into that place and time, right, so we could spend the week before, during, and after of Pesach uh, embracing that Zman HaMikdash, may we be Zoche, to experience it um, in person very, very soon. Okay, so now, with that, let's begin the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, What is Mashmim? 
Gemara is going to ask. But basically, we're going to make we make an announcement. We're bringing us back now to the time of right the base of Mikdash, and we say that is when we announce to who we're announcing it to the world. You'll see we're announcing to the world two things. First of all, shkalim. Let's start collecting all the shkalim. The machtes shekel. Uh, by the way, Masachas Shkalim is about the Machtis HaShekel. There's a mitzvah of Machtis HaShekel uh, that everybody has to give. It's mentioned in the Torah, right? Zayt, Nu, Kol Ovel, Bikudim Machtis HaShekel. Every human being, well, I shouldn't say every human being, every adult Jewish male has to give, that narrows it down somewhat, every adult Jewish male has to give a Machtis HaShekel, representing, right, their family, for the Korbanos. The Machtis HaShekel goes for the Korbanos. Now, this Machtis HaShekel is given by everybody even if they are in Gullahs, even if they're in Chutzlarts, everybody has that obligation. Certainly in those days, without Bitcoin, that took some time. So the announcement would start off on Rosh Chodesh Adar, that you better start collecting. So even though it was an annual right, fundraiser, it was something that you couldn't just assume people would bring in. They didn't, so you, you would actually have to make an announcement. And as we will see in the Gemara, the money would come in sort of over time. So if people lived out in Caucasia, which I just recently, I was reading this Passover anthology, so I was reading about Pesach in Caucasia, which was an unbelievable uh, thing. The women there all, never left the house, and, all, and if they did, they always covered themselves. You could only see their eyes, like we see in some cultures today, except for on Pesach. On Pesach, they would have, you could see them full face, and they would put flowers in their hair. Imagine the anticipation of one, only at the Pesach Seder, of one night a year where you feel like a real Ben Choran. And there are many cultures where that was the most special night of the year in that way. So you're coming from Caucasia, which is, like, you go past all the Arab nations and towards Russia, so they're going to come later. If you're coming from the United States, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get there, like, two years later. But be that as it may, you have to have, over time, it's coming from the Gullahs, all of this month, all of this shkalim. What's this kilaim? So kilaim is, is a different thing. It just has to, happens to be at the same time of year where because of the nature, right, we know about kilaim already. We, we discussed it in Erevin and we discussed it in Masech Shabbos, the idea of you're not supposed to have two different, right, seeds that mix with each other. And so when you have some amount of sprouting of the seeds, it still uh, could be bottle uh, within a certain ratio where you don't have an issue of kilaim. And so just now, as things are starting to sprout, we are warning people, make sure that you don't have a mixture of kilaim of different types of seeds um, growing together. So that was the proclamation of the Bezdin, be'echad be'adar. Okay. And then what do you do on the 15th of Adar? So now we have a list of things that go on on the 15th of Adar. Some of them are going to be very familiar to you, but it's all in the context of shkalim. But once we're already making uh, this shkalim uh, reference, then it is the way of the Mishnah to also make a complete list. So you start off with the most familiar thing that has to do with the 15th of Adar, which is Koranis the Tamagilah Bekrachim. Right? That's when you read the Megillah in the walled cities, what we call Shushan Purim. Okay? Now we're already back a little bit into our Indian, which is you have to repair the roads and the streets. Why? Because this is in anticipation of the crowds. Where you're going to repair the roads and the streets in anticipation of all of the uh, people are going to be, there's going to be a lot of traffic now. All of the people coming in, all the regular as they are now for the, for the holiday of, of Pesach. Okay, there's mikvah samayim. Also, of course, right? People are going to be making the karbanas. People are going to be tough on the mikvah. This is when you do it on 15th of Adar in anticipation of the crowds, just like, I think it was Simon, no, I think it was uh, Shalom Rosner who made the analogy of the, um, of the Olympics, right? When a city gets, gets awarded the Olympics. Baltimore hasn't gotten the Olympics yet, as far as I know, but it's coming. But uh, when the city gets to the Olympics, right, the entire city, get, you, you, you build it up, you make, you make sure that the uh, public, right, all, all the public um, uh, streets and transportation and, and mikvahs and everything is ready uh, for, the, for the throngs of people that are going to come. So this is the, not a lot of time, um, but at least it's sometime, a few weeks, because this was a different culture there, uh, where it takes a few weeks to set it all up and you get it all ready for the Aliyah Lerega. The Osin called Sarkhaya Rabin. We'll see what this specifically is referring to. But it's talking about making sure, attending to all the public things that, uh, that we're going to be doing in, in preparation for the crowds. Umitsainin es You mark the graves. Well, that's important because you can't, if you're a Kohanim, you can't walk near the graves. 
Nobody really wants to become Tommy from these Kvaros. So, you, so that's the idea that you have Tzion and Kvaros, right? We always have uh, signs because we want to avoid uh, these, these uh, right? We, have, we want to avoid uh, these Kvaros. So why you're tying them now and not before, we will see, okay? Again, um, that, those, particular, those two issues we'll discuss more tomorrow. The Gemara will get into a little bit more detail. Okay, beyond that, And they also go and inspect the fields for Kilaim. So just like they had announced to be careful about Kilaim on the 1st of Adar, now on the 15th of Adar, you're going to go out into the fields and inspect and see what's going on. Okay, fine. So now we get to the Gemara. Now, as I said, without, thank God for Art Scroll. Uh, of course, it, Shir is always his little Nishmas of Kilaim 7 Lino, as he worked on the uh, Babli, and I also remember when he worked on the Yerushami. Uh, without the Art Scroll, or, or something, then every every page would take us weeks because there's so many Gersaws changes, it barely reads straight. But with the art scroll, we could stick with the brackets, kind of dance between the raindrops of the of the parentheses, and also point out what some of the uh, different Gersaws um, add meaning to what we want to say. But you'll see, it's Aramaic, but it's like a different dialect here. And so uh, the art scroll is extremely helpful here as we start with the Gemara. So the Gemara asks, you'll feel it's a different, slightly different vibe, but it's good. It's like Mashiach vibes. We're getting ready for, we're getting ready for Yerushalmi and Bali. It's all going to be the same. Here we go. Why did they make this announcement in the beginning of Adar? Where did they come up with this date? So the Gemara says, We want people to bring the Shkalim on time. Okay. And we know that the first draw, Okay, so, when you, there's a cycle. Basically, there's a fiscal year. Here's what's going on. So the fiscal year for the base of Mikdash started on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's what it means, that the fiscal year starts on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And in fact, as we will see today in the Gemara, God willing, there's three times when you draw uh, publicly from the funds. Now, the base of Mikdash had several accounts. Okay, It had the Bede Kabai account. Right, that's people, they're donating separately as they want for like the upkeep and the painting and all the different things of the, of the base of The Machtis HaShekel went specifically to the Karbonos account. And even for the Karbonos account, right, you need, there was expense, right, because there's Karbonos Tibor, and you're buying the, you're purchasing the animals, etc. And so, all the expense associated with that came from the Machtis HaShekel. Okay, so the Machtis HaShekel, you're going to have, right, the Karbonos uh, coming up, and you're going to have, um, and so the first draw was on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So because the first draw was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, they start announcing, right, the fundraiser on Rosh Chodesh Adar. It gives people a month to, to give it in. Now, but by the time Rosh Chodesh Nisan and the first draw of Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes, as we will see in the Gemara, there's three. It was on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, on Shavuos, and then later again on Sukkot. So basically, most of the funds that would come for the month of Nisan would be all the people from the surrounding areas of Yerushalayim, uh, and, and Israel, because those were the funds that came in first. And then by Shavuos, you had people a little bit further out, and then Sukkot is where you really were already up to using the money from Chutzlarts. Okay. To be that as it may, you have to start letting people know, right, by Rosh Chodesh Adar, because you're going to, right, start making that first draw from the Machzitz uh, Shekel account of the Beis Mikdash on the first day of Nisan. Now, Umar, Rabbi Shmuel by Yitzchak, Umar is Aramaic for Amar. We don't see that in the Bible the same way, but that's what it means. Rabbi Shmuel by Yitzchak said, so you see, it's a slightly different dialect here. Trumas halishka kitzchilasa, right? That withdrawing the shkalim from the lishka occurs on the first day of Nisan, just like it happened. In other words, he's giving another reason, right? Up until now, the Gemara just gave the most pragmatic reason, right? You do a month before, and that's when you announce the that you're gonna that you're gonna do the shul fundraiser. Here, he's saying that there's a precedent, right? A, a historical precedent in the Torah, because in the midbar, what do we do in the midbar? As we very well know, it was in the second year, but on what Rosh Chodesh Nisan that we made the mishkan that we actually, right? We designated 
and, and, and put together, and you had the beginning of the building of the Mishkan, or actually that one, that's when it was erected, the Mishkan. B'thani Allah, and that's what the Baraisa said on that, B'yom shukam Mishkan, Bo'bayom and so the Baraisa says regarding that, that, on the same day that you had Hakamaz HaMishkan, that's the day that you make the first draw from the treasury, right? From, from that account in the base maker. So we see that that's a precedent, that just like that was the day that you had Hakamaz HaMishkan, so too that's the day that you make the first draw. Okay, so you have a scriptural reference, you would say, right? Now another source, Rabbi Tavi, right? You don't see him too much in Bavli, but here he is. In the Yerushalmi, you see more. Rabbi Yosha, Rabbi Shem Kahana. And Rabbi Yosha said the name of Kahana, Neymar Khan, Lechache. So regarding, the, this is another scriptural source, regarding Musaf, it says Lechache Hashanah, V'neymar Lahalon Lechache. And when you talk about which is the first of the months of the year, so we know that it's referring to Rosh Chodesh Nisan, okay? Okay, so you have it regarding the Musaf, Karbanas, and then you have it regarding which is the first of Nisan. So this is how you make like a package, right? This is where you make the uh, comparison that the beginning of the Karbanas is related to the first of Nisan. Just like when you're counting months, as we know, in the Torah, the first month is Nisan. So just like the first of Nisan, why? Because that's when we left Mitzrayim, and that's where we start counting, that's what was our birthplace as a nation. Is this a Dafyomi coincidence? It's beyond that. It's just like we're really in it. So So too, when you're talking about, when you count the beginning of, right, the Korbanos, so it says the it says the and in both cases it's referring to Rosh Nisan, and therefore that's when you do the first draw. And then of course, what would end up practically happening is that it, since that's when you make the first draw of the, from the, the funds, right, that's the Rosh Chodesh for the drawing of the funds in the base of Mikdash, so therefore of course the announcement, it would stand to reason, would be a month prior to that. So to that, Amar Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Yonah uh, challenges this as follows. He says, Shavak Rabbi Tevi Roshad the Masnisa of Amar Sofa. Okay, so Rabbi Yonah was privy to the entire Brisa. And Rabbi Yonah is criticizing Rabbi Tevi here, and he's saying that Rabbi Tevi's rationale of comparing the beginning of the months to when you make the first run based on Mikdash is based on the end of the Brisa. But Shavak Rabbi Tevi Roshad, but he left out the beginning of the Brisa. So what is the Brisa, in fact, saying in its entirety as follows? The lo kain kahada detane. Shouldn't you teach, this is a question mark, the Lokain Kahada the Tanya shouldn't you breach wasn't the Brisa taught like this? As follows. When you quote the entire Brisa, this is what you come up with, as following. That in fact you have this this obligation, right, to bring the Shkalim every year. And you can read it like this. Says the Brisa. This is a quote now. Zos Olas Chodesh Bechadsho, right? The Pasuk says that's the Olas Chodesh at its new time, when it's Mechadesh, when it's renewing. You might have thought. That what? That the fiscal year has a monthly draw in the base of Mikdash. Again, the base of Mikdash has their Matzah Shekel account, and they draw from it every month. They take a monthly uh, salary, so to speak, from the, that account. Talmud Lomar, This is the Bryce is saying that the Torah otherwise states in the month for the months of the year. What does that mean? That really the draw is once a year, not once every month, but once a year. So, so you might say, well, the fiscal year is arbitrary. You could actually make that draw at any time during the year as long as you draw it once. So it's to that that the Brisa points out that just like it says by the Hakamasa Mishkan and in there it's referring to Nisan, so to here in the in indicating when you make the draw from the account of the base of Mikdash, it's referring to Nisan. And it says here, just like over there, where it says it means Nisan, so to here it's referring to Nisan. So this is really uh, a more, I guess, Rabbi Yonah is, is, is giving a uh, a more uh, robust explanation of how the Brisa like uh, develops this idea that it's been Nisan. Now again, we're going to actually learn that there's going to be three draws, uh, Nisan and then Shavuos and then later Sukkot, but this is the development of how we learn that the first draw is in fact in Nisan, and Rabbi Yonah's um, criticism of Rabbi Tebi is that Rabbi Tebi was really being sort of superficial. He was leaving out like some of the depth 
of how the Brisa really described the way they arrived at this limud, but they both arrived at the same point, which is that the Mershodesh Nisan is when you actually make the first draw for the, from the Machtas Shekel account. Okay, two dots in the middle of the page. We're going to talk about Ma'u Mashmin. What does Mashmin mean, right? We don't do this for other mitzvahs. We don't announce, you know, you're going to be bringing Lulav soon. So why do we make this announcement when it comes to the Machtas Shekel? Why does that, uh, why does that mitzvah, right, which is in fact a mitzvah, right? It's a mitzvah sase. She has man I imagine, where women are not chayev. It is a time-bound mitzvah sase. So this, this Machtas Shekel. Right? Um, unless, does the Pasuk say? Hold on a second. Uh, could be that the Pasuk specifically says. Let's, let's just reorient ourselves. This is Kidai to know this Tukim of Kisisa because it is in fact the basis of our Masechta. And so the Pasuk itself is saying, right, that Ish, and it says, Benesim Shana Mala, it's saying that everybody's bringing the same amount of a Machtas Shekel, and we're obviously going to be referring these Psukim uh, many times. But be that as made, there's an element of Kapara, as we will see, and we will get to that uh, now, right, we, we, because the Mishkan at the time was a Kapara for the Chet Ego, which we're going to mention now, coming up in the stuff, and uh, also the denomination. What does that mean? Does the denomination change over time? This is all going to be discussed coming up. So be that as it made, that mitzvah, you are going to announce. So why does that mitzvah get announcements? It says the Gemara, Rav Hunamar, that Mashmi'in, first of all, means that we announce it. That we gave it away, but that's, that's what it means. So Kamad the Gemara says, right, because it says, right, so this Pasuk in Divar Yamim, it's also in Malach Beis, and also in Malachim Beis, that we actually have a Pasuk where it says that you would give a call, right, that this Machsas Shekel had a, an announcement Right, mark, marketing announcement that went out. Behuda over Yerushalayim. Okay, <clears throat> so now, what I was going to ask a fascinating Shiloh. What if you have a leap year? Right, any any um, any mitzvah that takes place in Adar, you're going to have to have a question. What happens if you have an Adar Rishon and an Adar Sheni? Does this mitzvah falls out in Adar Rishon or Adar Sheni? Now we are famously known Maseches Megillah, which we'll get to God willing soon. Ein Bains. all the Ein Bains appear in Maseches Megillah. Ein Bain, Adar Rishon, Adar Sheni, and then all the other Ein Bains, which are ways of comparing things that occur in Adar Rishon and Adar Sheni. What are the same and what are different? What, these kinds of comparisons. So we're going to reference that Mishnah in Megillah as follows: Taman, Taninan. Right. So notice again in Yerushalmi we are saying this lashon a little bit different. Right. Instead of Tanan, we just say Taman Taninan, but basically we're saying we learned in the Mishnah over there. We're going to have to uh, transition back into Bavli after this. We're going to get too, so used to this. We're going to get out of character. Okay. Right? All these Ein in Masechus Megillah. That between Adar Rishon and Adar Sheni, the only things that are different is Mikra Megillah Matanus Levionim. Right? Which is to say, you, if you read Megillah and Adar Rishon, right, then, or, or give Matanus Levionim, then you have to repeat it in Adar Sheni. Those are things that you do only in Adar Sheni. Otherwise, everything else is the same. Well, that would imply that Shkolem, you could do on other Rishon also. You can announce it on other Rishon. Let's see. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Simon B'Shem Levi, Av Shimor Shkolem B'Chilayim Be'Nehem, that those two things mentioned in our Mishnah, right, are also only applicable to other Shani. They're also something that you can't just do, right? In other words, Mikra Megillah and Matanus Levionim, those mitzvahs of Purim, you can't just decide whether to do on other Rishon or other Shani. You must do on other Shani. And if you do it on other Rishon, you have to repeat it. So Rabbi Simon Ben Rabbi Levi saying that's the same thing with Shkolem and Kilayim also. If you've done it on other Rishon, you must repeat it on other Shani. To which Rabbi Chelba, Ravuna, Rav, Shem Rabba said, Hakol Yoitzin Barabasar, he says an additional thing, everybody is going to, what, be Yoitzin Barabasar, Shehuzman Kriyasa, because that's the main time for the reading. Okay, some, like the Gura, delete this enigmatic line of Rabbi Chelbo. Again, a lot of Gersa issues in this Masechta, but uh, the Gemara is going to be discussing some aspects of this. This seems to be coming out of left field. But basically, just when we're talking about other Rishon, other Shani, so you can also talk about, right, Purim 
and Shushan Purim, what happens similarly, just like Adarishan and Adarishan, let's say you read them Gil and Adarishan, you know that you have to repeat on Adarishan. Let me, let me ask you a question. You live in a walled city, and you, for whatever reason, read the Megillah, forget about Adarishan and Adarishan, there's only one other this year, but you read the Megillah on the 14th in a walled city. Do you have to repeat the reading of the Megillah on the 15th? After all, you're in a walled city, you're supposed to be reading on the 15th. So it is, in a certain sense, uh, an analogous question. To which Amar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi said a word that will appear again in our Masechta that we've never seen before, and we'll tell you what it means. The word is Veyaus. Veyaus is Yerushalmi for when Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi was correct when he said this. <coughs> in other words, when he said, Rabbi Yossi is saying, that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said that, that Shkalim and Kilaim are things that are exclusive to the right second Adar, to Adar Beis, just in the same way that Matanas of and Megillah are, he was correct. Veyaus, he was correct. In other, uh, and he elaborates to say, Kulum Amr Mashmim al Shkalim, a rationale. Because why did we say Mashmim al Shkalim? The whole purpose of right announcing that you're having the shul raffle is so that people should bring the money in its proper time. So, if you're actually announcing the shul raffle a month in advance, there's still 60 days in the year until you get to when you need to have the money. Okay, that never works, right? And this really resonated with the shul rabbis like Rabari Leibowitz and right, Rochelle and Brosner. They know that when you have a shul event, you don't announce it too far in advance because by the time you have it, everybody will forget. The timing is everything, right? You need to be exquisitely timed 30 days in advance, not 60 days, and therefore there'll be no purpose in doing it in other Rishon. Uh-huh. Similarly, this would also be true with Kilaim. Isn't that why we would check the Kilaim? In other words, by definition, on a year that you have an other base, that means that everything was falling out super early, which means that other Aleph in the agricultural cycle is so early that you don't even have any of the growth of the Kilaim. And so, both in terms of the fundraising timing and in terms of the agricultural timing, to do either the Kilaim or the fundraising announcements would be right off if you did it in other Rishon, it wouldn't make any sense. And therefore, uh, just for logical reasons, that's why you would have to do it in other bays. So this is Rabiosi giving rationale for why it too, just like Megillah and Atanas Levionim, would only make sense in other bays on, on a leap year. As it continues to say, Im at Amar, but other Rishon, ad kedon inun dakikin. Right? If you were talking about with regards to Kalim on other Rishon, so then the plants are still so small that it is not relevant to refer to Kalim. So that was the statement of Rabiosi. To which Rav Chizkiah Sha'al, I'm loving this new dialect here, Rav Chizkiah asked, if they agreed with this. And he said the following, May Atta, now that we concluded, right, that we are on the second day of Adar, rather, on Adar Shani, rather, that on Adar Shani is when you do the Kilaim and the, and, and the announcement from Machis to Shekel, so then, B'nei Bavl Mashmim al-Hashkalim Mirosh Hashel Choref. Here we have different Kirsas. Either way, it makes sense. Mirosh Hashel Chodesh and Mirosh Hashel Choref. It's either a question that they should, the B'nei Bavl should be asked sooner, uh, which would mean Choref, right? That's the, that's the Gersa that, 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 um, that the girl has. Or it means, or it's a question. In other words, it's either saying it should be Bechorif or it's saying how can it be Bechodesh. But the bottom line of this question is that the Bnei Babel, right, you're all the way out. So then, you know, if you're talking about timing, so the timing obviously depends on how far away the people are. So how can you say that just one month away is good enough? Yeah, it's good enough for the people in Yerushalayim. But the people in Babel, they're going to find out way too late. So that rationale doesn't apply to them. Says the Gemara, Isn't the whole reason so that they'd be able to bring the Truma from the, from, uh, in its proper time? And so if they are far away, why are we postponing the announcement until, uh, until other Shani, right? True, it's, it makes more sense for the locals, but it makes less sense to wait until other Shani for those who are far away. To that, the Chacham says following, Hisiv Rabbi Ula, Kume Rabbi Mana, Rabbi Ula said in the presence of Rabbi Mana, Behatanina. This is what we learned in the Mishnah later in Shkalim, as follows. So now this is where we come out with the three draws. It's in fact the Mishnah in the third parak. Uh, God willing, we'll learn it soon. That these are the three times that you draw from that account. Which is 15 days before Pesach, before Atzeres, which is 15 days before Atzeres, before Shavuos, and before Sachag, 
and 15 days before Sukkot, right? First of Pesach and first of Chag, actually coming out on Rosh Hodesh, uh, Tishrei and Nisan. So Amalei, so to that, right, so that's the, that, that explains, right, so that's why it's not a good question, because we'll see, right, that the different people, depending, as we described before, depending on their location, right, most of those funds will be the ones that will be used for the various uh, draws, depending on how far away they are. So Amalei, yeah, Amer, should, shouldn't it be said that the Mishnah says, Elaine decreed before Pesach, those who are close, now we're going to flesh it out, as we described, right, so the locals who are close, those are the ones that whose money is going to be used in that first draw on Rosh Hodesh Nisan, Elaine der Chokin before Sadzeris, those who are far, a little further, those are going to be before Shavuos. And those are the most distant. Those are the ones that we're going to draw from, right, uh, before Sukkot. Okay, so we don't really need it, all of it, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, but we need some of it certainly on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and so the best timing for that critical first draw is, in fact, to be announced on Rosh Chodesh, right, on Rosh Chodesh Adar Shani. Good. So as we turn to Amad Beis, Amar Lei, Sermana said to Ula, Kula Actually, the truth of the matter is, Amazing statement that the Chatia Shekel came at once from all the locations. Really? Yeah. In other words, um, well, it, it's, it, it's hard to say. In other words, maybe what he's saying is that there was a draw uh, only once. Okay. Um, and therefore, right, when you're drawing, what? You're drawing from the, from the year before? Let's see. Kula Kachasiba, all of them came at once from all the locations. But why did the Mishnah say that you would draw the funds three times? Um, so he, he says, because they withdrew three times to publicize it. In other words, what it really means here, at least according to the Tikkun Chayta, is that, in other words like this, there's no chiv, put it this way, there's no chiv to draw it three times a year. You could really have um, all, all of it drawn on the Rosh Chodesh Nisan. But the reason why they had an announcement, Pumbi means that it's, Lasos Pumbi is literally Pumbi means publicizing, right, marketing. So they wanted to publicize the idea that you have to continuously give to the base of Mikdash. So they mentioned it during these times when everyone's excited and the air is filled with anticipation of Yontiv, they would say, this is when you have to bring the Matzah Shekel. So basically it was three marketing campaigns in the year for one major draw. Is basically what it boils down to. <coughs> that really the chiv, so to speak, is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's when the mitzvah, so to speak, is. However, the announcements come three times a year, but it's really all focused on that time of the year of Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Uh, more on this time of the year where we find ourselves uh, today on the 10th of Nisan. But Rabila is right in, in anticipation of Pesach. Rabila as it may, there's a marketing campaign three times a year for the same time. Okay. Now we get into Agartha, guys. I'm going to say, with regards to, once you talk about donations, so we see that we donated for the Mishkan, but we also donated for the Chet don't forget. And Rabbi Yehudah Pazi says it in an amazing way. Rabbi Yehudah Pazi, B'Shem Rebbe, he says, Hey, Nikra Veloni Ba'es, or some people, some gifts say Niv'as, either seized with fear or with shame. Can you read this Psukim and not feel somewhat ashamed for the Jewish, on behalf of the Jewish people? Because Latova, when it came for good, which is to build the base of uh, build the Mishkan, called Nadiv Lev. The Pasuk says everybody who was generous would give to this Mishkan. Lara, however, when it came to making the the Egel, it says Vizparku Kol Ha'am. Right? So it wasn't just the generous people, it was everyone. So we see that that the Mishkan resonated with those who were Nadiv Lev. The 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 Egel resonated with everyone. That's not good. We see that even though Klaus is generous, <coughs> they're even more generous when it came to Ra. So what is it with us? What is it about human nature or the Jewish people that we can, we can be so misled? So it's, it makes you pause. It makes you shamed and pause and work on ourselves. We have to recognize this ourselves. It's the first step and then work on it. So furthermore, second example, Atova, when it came to Har Sinai, but Yosei Moshe Sa'am. Uh, what it's, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, Barry points out something that, that, that occurred to me also. It makes it sound, and we'll see this in, in the, we're going to bring about four examples here. Uh, um, and in all the four examples, uh, especially in the third one, um, 
it seems one could be one could say on behalf of Kali Israel, it sounds like in some of these Psukim that Kalal Israel, like the what we call Kali Israel, that came out like the kernel, the core, was was all of Kali Israel and they were responding as they should. And then whenever it was uh Kol Haida, so it sounds like you know we had a lot of hanger ons and there was what we call the Erevrav. And there and, and they swayed us uh, often into some of the negative behavior. And so Barry's really saying that these psukim could be read the other way. In other words, whenever it's just Kali Israel, so then that's when they're doing the right thing. And whenever you're doing the wrong thing, it's like Kol Ha'eda, which makes it sound, it's Kali Israel, but also the influence of the Arab Rav and the people who were uh, giving us bad perspective. So I think that's, that's kind of what you're saying, that t- sometimes it's just portions of Kali Israel, sometimes it's all of Kali Israel, and sometimes it's not even what we would call Kali Israel. Sometimes, right, the, the whole group is, is Kali Israel plus the riffraff, which is half the problem. And so the lessons that we learned, so we try to sort it out here. That's a good point. I, I mean, I have bad. The, the Gemara is making it sound like uh, that, that sometimes when it was just Kali, so, so we can focus on both lessons, right? So one lesson is that when it's just Kali Israel, this is going to be the Goranowitz Muslim moment. The one, one lesson would be that we should look inside ourselves. We should, can't just blame the Eurofrau for everything, right? We should look inside ourselves because we, in fact, were influenceable and we were able to be drawn into all these bad things like the Chet Egel and Miragel, as we'll mention, et cetera. That's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it, we should try not to be so easily influenced and associate with negative, uh, with negative uh, forces. So it's a double lesson. Don't associate with the negative forces uh, if you can. And then even if they're there, don't blame them. Right, look inside yourself. But be that as it may, right? You could you could turn this around and and um, and, and actually um, right explain it in a way that looks better on Kali Israel because it wasn't all Kali Israel. But certainly the Pesukim, the Pesach Shat, Kol Nadiv Leiv. That's true. That sounds like everybody was who was generous. Veispar Kukol Ha'am, however, sounds like it certainly was all Kali Israel in that particular case. So you're saying maybe maybe there's misfortune to say that there wasn't Kali Israel, but Kol Ha'am uh, on the Pesach Shat certainly makes it sound like as if it was. Okay, that's case number one. Now Latova, the second example here. But that's a great point. Thank you, Barry. Barry making making our, our, our week on a, on a Tuesday morning. Moshe brought he, so here it sounds like he had to bring drag them out right. But Yotze some it's an active right uh, kind of phrase that he's taking them out and dragging them to Har Sinai in that case. That but Lara says when it came to right um, the uh, this time he's talking about the Miraglim then Kulchem, all of you came. So this is, this is what occurred to me also, Barry. He says, when you all came to me, so I was thinking like the Miraglim, it was everybody, but the, there the Erev probably had some influence also. Okay. Third example is um, Latova. This is what Az Yashir, Dafyomi uh, coincidence, right? When they're saying Az Yashir, so it says Az Yashir Moshe of Israel. So there Moshe is saying, and once he's saying, he says, oh, we sing, okay, good. And then the rest of Klaistral followed suit. <coughs> However, Ra, Atisa Koleida, here too, when they wept uh, upon the return of the, right, the, uh, the spies in the Miraglim, Kol Ha'eda. So that's also gave me this thought. Like Kol Ha'eda sounds like the entire congregation, maybe even more than just the core. But anyways, they all did uh, in that case. And the fourth example is Amar Bar Abba Achein Hishkimu Hishchisu. This is already Navi, deep Navi, the Tzfanya. He was telling him that you guys rise early for all your corrupt things that you do, like Azrizin Makdimim Laveros kind of thing. That whenever Klal Yisrael got off the rails, they would do so with great zealotry and something that actually with great zeal and that's something that actually should make us cause uh, for pause that we should uh, check ourselves before uh, we wreck ourselves as the phrase goes. Anyways, the, these are four examples. So that uh, on the on the uh, conduct of Kaisal. So Amarabi Abba Baracha ain't at Yakolamut al Ofya Shalumazu. You can't you wouldn't even be able to comprehend right the contradictory nature of this amazing nation. It's kind of like mind boggling. They, you know, they're so generous when it comes to the Mishkan. They're also so generous when it comes to the Egel. So, which is it? What is it about these Jews? 
So Tana Rabbi Yosef Rachanina Hadamas Nisa. He taught him the Brisa Shalos. Nisa Kapar Zahavtahor. It says that actually makes sense because it says that you should make a cover of gold over there for the Aron. Yavu Zahav Shal Kapar Zvichapar Zahav Shal Egel. No, that is a Zahav of the of the Aron. The reason why they were so zealous was because they recognized their Avera of the Chet Egel. Once they recognized that Avera, so then they were extra zealous to atone for the said Avera, and they wanted to right, and that actually inspired them to come out of it by giving more gold. There's an issue here of Eikategor Nasa Sanegor. We know that we don't want to use the same. Uh, thing for uh, like right with the shofar and we don't want to have the shofar mitzvah and uh, many other examples um, like the Kohen Gadol doesn't have his gold vestments on Yom Kippur because of the Chet Egel. Um, the Yushami incidentally fascinatingly says that the Kohen Gadol wears those linen because on Yom Kippur it's actually a day of atonement and humility. And so he has a different reason other than Ein Kateg Nasus and Be that as may, there is a discussion here about how the Zahav of the Aron would in fact atone for the uh, Zahav of the Egel, but it's it's not so hard to imagine, right, that even though we have the concept of Ein Kateg or Nasus and Egor, that there's that you can categorize it. There's different concepts going on simultaneously. That even though that's also true, this is a different gold. This is an atonement, uh, a gold of atonement. Anyways, so now that we were talking about contributing for the Mishkan, now we're going to talk about the where the Psukim come from this, and it leads into the Masters of Shekel, which is the topic of our Mishnah. Rav Chagai B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman says, Shlomos Trumus Neymar Parshazos. And that Parshazos says Trumus three times. Trumus Adonim, Trumus Shkolim, Trumus of Mishkan. So you see the Adonim, right, with the sockets of the Mishkan, and of course the Shkolim, which we refer to, uh, the Masters of Shekel for the Korbanos, and the donation for the needs of the Mishkan. So now, where in the Pasuk does it refer to? Which one? So it says, Daber Adonis Yalvi Chuli Truma, Zutrumus Adonim. That uh, that truma was talking about the Adonim, so now you understand what truma it's referring to. We read that pasuk. That is talking about the truma of the Shkalim. That was the truma of the Mishkan. So the Gemara says on that, the Mishkan, it's unclear exactly what this means. Three possible uh, explanations here. Either means, in other words, because for us, we know that's a machzah shekel. So what does it mean that they should bring what they want to bring? Yeah, you can only bring a machzah shekel. So you could say, well, they, it doesn't matter which denomination you bring it. Right, it can't be referring to simply the amount because you have to bring a machzor shekel for a trumas mishkan. It makes sense, but we're going to see that we're going to have the same phrase about the trumas hashkalim also, where it doesn't make sense to be the same amount because it has to be a machzor shekel by definition. So it might be referring to either type of money or for which cause they're going to use it, like which carbon. Be that as it may, mashiyir to yaviu or trumas shkalim the carbon mashiyir to yaviu. So there is again the same phrase with regards to trumas shkalim avayad kulan shava. But everyone's portion has to be equal. So that, again, refers to the possible ways that you may understand it and how you use the money has to be equal. But with regards to the shkalim, it basically means that the amount has to be equal at the end. And shumas ha'adonim la'adonim, ha'ashir lo'yarbev yam'it. That when it came to the socket, people gave as much as they were able to give. To which, Amar Rabbi Avun, right? Right, that the Masa Shekel Shuma Hashem, Yitan Shuma Hashem, and the Pasuk says donation for Hashem, Masas S Shuma Hashem. And then the Pasuk after that it says again Shuma Hashem. So we see that even <coughs> with regards to what the Pasuk recorded with Parshas Kisisa, it's, refer- it's referencing right, these three donations within the Machzis HaShekel, but be that as it may, the Machzis HaShekel is used, right, for the, for the Korbanos, as we know, and everybody has to bring the same amount, um, and whether he's poor or rich. We are, have a minute or so left, let's just do this one last time. We have the two dots. On the 15th, uh, we read the Megillah in the Walled Cities. Right, didn't they say, didn't they say that if you read on the 14th that you're Yotze, even if you're in the walled city? So the Gemara is just going to explain Reb Chabo, uh before as follows. It's to teach you, the, that Mishnah is agreeing with Chalbo that you could be Yotze with other Rishon uh, if you did, that, that which you did on other Shani, right, you cannot, you're not Yotze rather if you do it on other Rishon. And tomorrow we will continue Bezat Hashem with an analysis of Reb ruling. So we find ourselves uh, about 20 lines up from the bottom of Bezam and Bez where we resume with our incredible and, um, learning of Masechus Shkalem in anticipation of the Regal.
ありがとうございます。